0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place where I talk with dancers, artists, and other creatives about pretty much anything as it relates and doesn't relate to dance. I am your host Dean aka Razzy D from the Filthy Feet Crew out of Vancouver, Canada. Today we talk with Tango, a member of the legendary crew Bag of Tricks and Back to Basics. Tango is a fellow Canadian now living in Japan but he's originally from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He had a lot of interesting things to share in this talk, things about the history of Toronto, his crew and things like... uh, his thoughts on creativity and originality so a lot of interesting stuff to listen to so check it out hope you enjoy the interview peace okay i think we're I think we're recording all right we're here with merv aka tango from canada bagatrix yes. now living in kanazawa, kanazawa, kanazawa. Japan, that's right I always get them mixed up, Kanazawa and Kanagawa. <laughs> Kanazawa is the city, Kanagawa is the prefecture. Yeah. yeah. Kanazawa is like fucking
1: Boondocks, and Kanaza- Kanagawa is just outside of Tokyo.
0: Hey, Kanazawa is yeah. pretty nice. I've been there. It's got that nice yeah. station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. And it's got Kyoto. like a, a bootleg Kyoto or whatever it's called.
1: That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually man it's they dubbed it like Kyoto number two, but I mean it's just like a mini version of that though, right? So
2: yeah.
0: yeah man. Uh, maybe that's a good place to start is what what brought you out to Japan? Wifey. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So like we had met back in Canada. Um I was coming from Toronto, obviously. So <clears throat> I used to work in in fashion for like a long time doing like sales and design and all this shit. My wife used to work around the corner from me. And so like at this like sandwich spot that I used to like grab lunch from. So we started dating and then, uh, she was obviously there for like a holiday visa. And once that finished, we did like the long distance thing for a bit. So I came out to Japan, I think maybe like two or three times. And then she did the reverse. Um, we ended up getting married obviously. And then, just the bureaucracy and all that stuff. Japan was like a lot faster than Canada at the time. So once my visa and all that was ready, like it was like probably like three months. And then, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we got married. I think it was like Christmas holidays, 2013. Mm-hmm. And my visa documents, everything was done by like March. So I'm like, fuck, I guess I'm moving. Yeah. And that's what it was, man. Because the, the, the reverse, like if we chose Canada, like we would have been apart for like three years. So just do the math, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's yeah. So, so wife is originally from out here. Um her hometown is like kind of 30 minutes east of us. But this is kind of like central for like her family and whatnot. So we've been here for the last probably
0: like five years now.
2: Nice. Yeah, so
0: and uh, you got your your nihongo is is up to up to speed or whatever
1: DIY man di fucking why dude
0: <laughs> oh,
1: i mean i got like yeah and, and i got like a crash course in that shit um yeah like i didn't do any technical studying by any means i tried to and tried to like do like the whole lessons the textbook thing it just wasn't me and like yeah i got my ass kicked pretty early with that stuff <laughs> um all, i'm not even gonna front i think the worst not the worst but like the funniest example is that I came out to propose to my wife and like when we decided that we were gonna get married I had like a lot of like Japanese customers and stuff like my, my my the shop that I used to work at and so I was trying to be proactive and just like start asking them for like lessons and like one-to-one kind of tutorials and shit so I'm a couple months in and I'm thinking that you know I got my feet pretty grounded I got a good foundation going the flight from Toronto to fucking Japan is like 13 hours direct, right? And before this, I had like a bunch of my friends like translate this script that I wanted to use to propose to my wife.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm on the plane and I'm like just cramming like a motherfucker, man. Just like, like everybody's passed out. I'm the lone guy with the light and just like cramming. So we get to fucking Tokyo and shit. And like my, my first test is to fucking get my JR pass at narita airport right and i'm like okay fucking idiot of course communication means that you need to be able to listen as well it's not only (laughs) like talking and i'm just like yeah you know what i got this i got a pretty good grip like i should be able to do this so my my girlfriend at the time she's just like do you need any help and i'm like no 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 no. i got this you know feeling kind of cocky and whatever i stepped to the woman and like her mouth was no joke like that big like it was was like a hard lesson because like with english and shit you could lip read and kind of see what's going on dude her mouth was like that big and she just went and i was like what the fuck is like they might have been might as well bullets it's been an uphill battle ever since but like i mean how many years now i'm going on like seven i think at this point but like yeah i mean i guess i'm like not native but
0: yeah you get by right I get by. I get yeah. by, And not yeah. just like squeaking by, but you can. You can. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like,
1: the obvious stuff is like still hard, man. Like there's certain kanji and like certain kind of tenses. Like my, my kegel is like complete crap. Yeah. Um, yeah but but you like know certain
0: people time, say that too. They don't know.
1: Dude, it's, it's insane, man. But a lot of the stuff, my way that I learned was all from just like my job right? Because I'm, like, out here cutting hair and stuff. So, from my customers and, like, from friends and stuff, that's how I learn. It's just, yeah. it's like, straight-up conversations with them. So, like, thank you to everybody that's fucking helped me along the way. Like, I know it's been brutal. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, like, they all helped me along the way and stuff like that. So, I've been able to get to, like, a certain level at this point.
0: So think like a real way that, that you, learn, you learn language or you kind of learn anything is, like, immersing yourself in it.
1: 100%. You're
0: forced to do it. Like all the time,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And like and like, think about literally, it. like, dude, one hundred percent, man. And it's like there's no fucking escape. You're like you're in it, and you just gotta fucking do it. Yeah. So the first, like, I think it was like probably the first like two years were probably hands down the hardest, and then it gets easier as time goes on. But like, the best example that I always say is like, if you jump into like. A body of water be it like a pool or the ocean you can't hear shit everything's just like muffled right yeah,
2: yeah. and
1: then slowly as you start coming to the surface it gets more clear and more clear and more clear that's how it was learning the shit because like yeah. you know within the first like six months the only fucking word that i can say to save my life was like <laughs> <laughs> like everything you know what i mean like oh on a oh like everything was just okay 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 that was it and then as time went on like i just started understanding more and more and being able to recognize shit and then hence like that whole water immersion example because like it just started getting more clear and i think of all the things like listening probably kicked in first next would have been speaking writing and then last would have been reading actually uh so that's like the, that's my fucking trajectory
0: but crazy
2: when you make do with it makes
0: it makes sense though at least like listening so it's always like input stuff that uh oh 100 dude it comes first right yeah. but japanese and like, reading is really hard dude it's just I mean, I thought, it's like a brick wall how have you been getting by with like studying and shit uh I don't really study anymore. I just try and talk with people. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, that. Like, kind of like what you did, right? <coughs> yeah, when did I You went No. I haven't done that yet. But I've, you know, there's a plan to. Um Yeah. I just realized so yeah, for the people that are the person, I don't know how many people usually watch this, but <laughs> yeah um for anyone that doesn't know who you are maybe do like maybe you can give them a little um, background on who you are
1: a a lot of people man because i'm a fucking
0: like (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows who the fuck
1: i am um okay so toronto born and raised uh i don't want to say my age but 90s generation uh so in and around my generation from toronto it would have been like let's say first generation out of Toronto was like Bag of Tricks, Intricate, Boogie Brats. Uh, From there you got like other, I'm getting this screwed up. I'm like third generation Toronto basically. Uh, Cause then it's like Bag of Tricks, Intricate are like the first two guys in the early nineties. Mid nineties, you got third degree Boogie Brats, Supernats, and then we're after that. So that's third generation now, like mid to late 90s. So started dancing in 95. High school is basically it. I used to break when I was a kid because of my older brother. So this would have been like in the 80s. Um, did that for, what, just probably like half a year or something. Like had like a backspin and like a right, right. Swing, Like floor pose type thing, like holding your foot. <laughs> you know, like the, the, the infant props, you know what I mean? Yeah. So did that, and then um, high school kicked it off. Um, pretty much was like the only dancer at my school for a long time. Met my crew, who, I have, you know, you're starting out and whatnot, so you have like all these mini crews that you're kind of like a part of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the guys that I eventually stuck with were these guys called Back to Basics, which were like a prelude into like Bag of Tricks. Um, how that hall started was because in bag of tricks there's like there was like east coast guy and east coast east end guys and then west end guys um so west end guys was like majority of them so that was like gizmo teeth um benzo like a lot of them almost like eight percent of them were were west end on the east end flex was the main guy coming out of scarborough and he connected to like everybody else so from him uh third degree which became bag of tricks second generation that's like silence impact overproof um they pretty much were rolling with flex practicing with him all the time doing shows and whatnot and then eventually they got into bag of tricks at around probably 97 i think that
0: that time um, flex was already bag of tricks right oh yeah yeah flex is yeah. like okay yeah, from like this, a long goes, time this goes
1: crazy. So flex is basically like second generation bag of tricks.
0: Right.
1: Um there's like the first group of guys. How much time do you got? I can break this down like crazy. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so bag of tricks history basically. Um okay. 92. Like these guys have been dancing for like a long time, just like in clubs and house parties for like ages, probably since like the late 80s, early 90s. Um, from my understanding of how things started, there were jams that were happening back in the day. Um, and there's always like these kind of rivals that were hooking up and battling each other at these parties. So Gizmo and Tic Tac were one part. And then Benzo, his brother Keso, and a few other guys, I can't remember the names, but those were the other guys that they always kind of like find each other at jams and circles back in the day. So Gizmo and Tic Tac end up winning this big-ass jam in Toronto called Monster Jam, which is in 92. And I think after that point, um, they get down with Bag of Tricks, which at that point is Queso, Benzo, Tic Tac, Gizmo. Days, who is now... Tommy Stees. he's like, uh, he went heavy into popping with like Frank Boogie and stuff. So this is kind of like first generation bag of tricks. Second generation, now we're talking Glizai Mariano, Teeth, Flex, I think Buddhist Monk as well, rest in peace. And that's who I can recall, if I'm missing anybody, forgive me. So that's second generation. Third generation would have been from the East End. And again, this is from Flex's kind of like inner workings and kind of finessing. So then third generation would have been Third Degree, which was Silence, Impact, and Overproof. Um, And then we were fourth. So the way that it was running was that Bag of Tricks, and then they kind of had like surrounding crews and whatnot or like it was almost like a family because we always used to practice together train together do shows whatever the case even battle together at times too right that was happening for like a long time um back to basics at the time we were three three guys like it started off as like high school friends and then when things started getting more serious it went down to like three Mm. and then that went for like a long time probably like three or four years almost. And then around 99-ish, 99 ish, 99, 2000 ish, we just kind of evolved and went from three down to two. And me and my other partner ended up joining, joining Bag of Tricks 2000, 2001 ish. So we're like the last of it at that time. Right. And so the main thing that connected everybody though, was just like vibe and mentality though. Yeah. Um, the whole approach to like the dance, originality being first. Um, just vibe is like the main thing. But yeah, just to go back to like my background as well, like, see, I've been dancing like since like 95. Uh, what else? Basically, like, trained my ass off up until 2005 ish. So competing, doing shows, whatever the case, dropped out of school to actually like pursue dance pretty hard for like two or three years. 2005, I got like a pretty bad rotator cuff injury, which like, like screwed me up for like almost like half a year. Like I, I was working out at the time as well and like my muscle development just like shot in my right side. Cause it was like from doing like air chairs and like just stupid stuff. Yeah. So like I couldn't support myself up. I couldn't put any pressure on my right side, which is like my freezing arm. Yeah. And, like, I had to, like, basically redevelop my style from that point. Oh. And then, um, as I was saying, I dropped out of school, went back to school at that point, which is, like, around 26-ish. And dancing from that point on just kind of took a different turn. Like, I focused, started focusing more on, like, life and, like, career. Yeah. And l- uh, dancing at that point just pretty much became, like, maintenance and like, my outlet, more so than, like battling and shows like that all kind of like phased out yeah, yeah. so major influences though i could say uh, aside from the obvious okay so kenny like i'll say the obvious out the gate kenny Maurizio, easy rock and there's so many man but those those guys like stick out the most Mm-hmm. remind
2: mm-hmm.
1: remind as well uh okay now from toronto specifically gizmo hands down yeah. teeth this guy doesn't get enough recognition i feel like this guy was just him and gizmo were rock City, canada like the only two guys for like a long time
2: I'm gizmo sure got in first, and then
1: know who that is
0: teeth is the shorter black dude if that makes sense i yeah i think i know so just a quick thing like my introduction to bag of tricks was like some random battle that they went to in korea oh yeah 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 and so that was like the first time seeing them and i saw like yeah gizmo benzo i guess it was i think it was teeth teeth yep and so teeth is the guy who does the um one of the
1: especially that battle, he does, like, this... It's almost like a no-handed windmill.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Off his back, like... His legs are just kind of like... He's... he's yeah. It looks like a kung fu move, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah. That, that, that's Teeth. Yeah, he... I remember he was, like, one of the guys... Him and Gizmo, in particular, were, like, they really mm-hmm. caught my attention.
1: No, Teeth is... He's a fucking beast, man, because, like, that guy reason why he's like an inspiration is that uh, shout out to peter and if you end up watching this thing um i hope so <laughs> um he just how can i explain it like his style was just unorthodox which was fucking amazing and he yeah. was also unorthodox and technical at the same time yeah yeah so that those two together like nobody was really fucking dancing the way that he was that's the bottom line and so when yeah. i saw that i was just like Holy fuck, man. Like, I obviously can't move the same way that this guy does, but it just inspired me to do my own thing off of what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, gizmo, fle- uh, gizmo teeth flex, obviously, as well, just from like camaraderie and all that as well. Mm. Um, Migas. Yo. Okay. That's self explanatory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See. Boogie brats in general, man, they're all fucking amazing. Um, Deadly Mike. If you get a chance, if I can connect this guy to you, like so you guys can talk, yo, that's one motherfucker that you need to talk to. Yeah.
2: Um
1: that guy also, because we used to live down the street from each other, like when we're both both of us were in our parents' houses. And uh, yo, I'd session with him like any fucking time pretty much. It's like just call him up. What are you saying? Okay, yo, let's fucking practice. So, like, basement sessions till, like, 2 in the morning, like, training, like, no tomorrow. And the reason why that guy fucking stood out so bad was because, like, in a good way, I mean, is that he just, he understood it so fucking early, man. Like, how abstract and Amigas and how all these guys approach the dance, like, Deadly Mike, he fucking had that early.
2: Yeah. Early.
1: I remember, because... I think natural progression when you start to dance is that you start moving in, like, sets. And you start moving in, like, semi-choreography.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: you start piecing things together, and, like, that's yeah. those are your throwdowns, right? Yeah. Mike had the musicality part down, like, early. And, like, his freestyle game was just fucking insane. So what happened was that when I got injured, specifically when my shoulder got fucked up, I was training with him after that. and I felt that even though I wasn't able to fucking freeze or move how I used to, my appreciation went crazy deep because of him.
2: Yeah,
1: it, like the, it just forced me to go into like freestyle more and like redevelop my style. Mm-hmm. And anyway, shout out to Mike. He fucking still holds it down.
2: Yeah, um, yeah his name comes up.
0: A lot. Lot. Say again. His name comes up a lot when when people talk about. Say, like, yeah, 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 dude. He's Toronto, a. He's, he's,
2: yeah.
0: yeah yeah for sure <clears throat> so that's basically it oh, man. um yeah i so i guess like coming from toronto and like being a part of bag of tricks you know like toronto and uh, and the crew of bag of tricks have this like history of like how can i put it like originality of is like the most important thing like yeah above all <laughs> you got to be original you can't look like anyone else in this kind of thing no. so like uh, I guess maybe I kind of want you to give your views on like wh- how you would define or like what what do you think originality is or what do you think like creativity <laughs> is or this kind of thing and you can be as blunt or as as simple okay. as you want, just. Right, right. My definition of, of originality, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eesh, okay. Um, Cause it's like, a, it's a kind of a complex. It, it's so hard, uh, dude. I know, topic. I know. Okay. Give, give your own insight, like whatever you think.
2: No, all will I'll, I'll, okay. The best way to put it is
1: Yo, know, shout out to Gizmo because he said this to us like fucking years ago. But it's just being true to yourself. Yeah. Being true to yourself. That's the simple the simplest way to put it, cause it can obviously go so crazy in different directions. But being true to yourself, because I mean so long as like your your head, your heart and your fucking dance are in the right Place you have the right intentions in mind, and you're honest with yourself, that leads to originality at the end of the day, I think. Um, because you know, there's so many debates like, if I create a move and somebody else creates a move, who's original, this and that,
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: it gets crazy with that. But you can be honest with yourself to say that, listen, I created this on my own, I know the truth of how this originated, and hold your ground. Or if your instincts tell you otherwise, like, yo, I can come up with some other shit. I don't need this. Let me scrap whatever that is and go back in the lab again. That's still being true to yourself because it's whatever your instincts are telling you, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's like, to sum it up in short, but yeah. originality, though, know, man, it's, dude, it's down to like how you fucking, you like, the sneakers that you choose down to your fucking hat the way that you flip your brim the way that like you, the jacket that you decide to wear like everything connects yeah. it's like the way that you move the way that your two-step looks the way that like you approach the floor like your position in your six step like all of that all speaks you know what i mean so it's, it's that same reason why no pe- no two people theoretically should not look alike Yeah, yeah. like in a best case scenario, Um, but it's just your approach in everything, and then you know we're looking at
2: that's like very, let's say micro, and I guess
1: I don't even know where to like continue, man. There's like so much shit.
0: Yeah, but that that's that's a good at least like a good base to go off of for.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, like, it's crazy no? Like, yeah, and, and that's it's a simple.
0: simple concept. Like, <laughs> be true to yourself. Like, it's easy, I think, for people to listen to that and be like, "Oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, just be who I am." But like, I feel like the it's older, yeah, yeah, the older I get, the more like I realize that I didn't understand it at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll give you another example, actually, and this is just with regards to. Honing in on yourself, knowing yourself, and vibe. I'll give you an example, actually. Rocksteady 99. So a whole bunch of us head out to New York for the event. And um, I remember we were in a circle, and it was like, it was us, some other guys from Jersey, a bunch of, like, Miami dudes were in there. So, like, Ground Zero, fucking, like, Legacy, like, all these, like, ill-ass dudes were in the circle as well. And, like, for all, for some of us, this was, like, our first time out of, like, Canada. So, like, experiencing, like, U.S. cyphers and shit. And they're, like, aggressive as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, energy's up. People are just, like, quick burns in and out. And the style is just not what we're used to. Yeah. So, like, I remember even I got, I got fizzed by it as well. Like, we're in the circle. And it's just – it's such a different energy that, to an extent, you start dancing differently. You start trying to, like – You're dancing faster. You're starting to, like, adapt to what they're doing.
0: You get caught up in their game, right? In their game,
1: 100%. So, like, again, Giz (laughs) fucking guy was walking around. And um, he pulled me aside once, and he's just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? He he wasn't giving me shit, but he's just like, yo, just imagine that you're fucking off, like, you're whatever spot in Toronto. Do your shit, dude. Don't fucking change. Mm -hmm. And, like, it took me a second to kind of think about what he said. And then he just gave me this look. He's like, yo, you know what the fuck I'm talk- talking about? And so went back to the circle and shit. And I just, I had to like close my eyes for a sec just to kind of zone in. And it, the whole thing changed. After that, dude, we got props from everybody in the fucking circle. It was a fucking dope night. Everything was cool. Yeah. But that's how you show who you are by zoning in on yourself rather than looking out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: so. the the kind of thing like, and it's the re- it's like a really cliche expression that like dance, dance to express, not impress kind of thing. Like, it, up. It, you know, it's the most cliche thing, but you know, it's around for a reason. And if, and you know, a lot of people, I think they'll hear that and they're like, oh yeah, I get it. You know, like express and, and don't impress. Yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. But it's, you know, it's deeper than that. Like there's a lot of things like you got to understand things about your, your own ego. Oh my god, dude!
1: 100. (coughs)
0: percent getting caught up in that and like, like you said, being able to either you realize it yourself or someone else realizes it and tells you, like, that's what it is. You know, because a lot of times you don't even realize that it's happening. And like you said, that happens a lot with like people's first time in another country or something. Like when I first went to the States, and like before, yeah, we got kind of used to it um it was the same thing or like first i've only been to europe a few times but like those few times it was the same kind of thing like no right i couldn't be myself and like because of that i suffered and uh yo i hear you i hear you but there's some people who can do that when they go to another place and they're like it, it just doesn't matter but yeah. this is what i'm saying though this is why like
1: okay it's so crazy that you just said that because what I was saying from before about musicality and like knowing what that is. At the end of the day, like if you look at all these different variables, you're going to like the U S you're going to Europe, you're going to wherever it may be. So you're dealing with jet lag, you're dealing with different environment, tensions, whatever the case, the only constant is fucking music. Mm. So if you're just zoning in on that, then you should be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. True, right? true. Cause like, yeah, it's, it's hard for people to, to forget about that's the things, thing right
1: that's the thing it's just yeah just do this
0: straight up it's the hardest part and and it's the kind of thing too like depending where you are in your your dance like career or whatever you want to call it like oh, man. i feel like the more you the more maturity you get in the within the dance like the less you kind of care about the one like winning The competition impressing Mm -hmm. other people or you know you just you just want to dance straight up do it right and so then at that point when it's like that's when you're really starting to do it like i don't know i feel like not just for your it's not even like for yourself it's because it's like i don't know you want to get like lost and you no, you no. want to disappear. You don't want to exist anymore. You just want to like, you know. Yeah. That's kind of spacey talk, it, but it, you know,
1: it comes from a need, though. At the end of yeah, the day, yeah. it's, you have that need to. I can't even explain it, dude. You know what I'm talking about. You yeah. hear that fucking beat, and you just feel that need.
0: Yeah, it's just something in in you that you know. Everyone maybe feels it in a different way. Like we connect yeah, yeah. We dance and so you know you know it's it a lot of these things like these days i think of dance as and i related a lot to language and stuff like that and like speaking Mm -hmm. and, and expressing in that way and so you know a lot of in a lot of ways like uh we've we've learned to the way i think of it is like Okay, music, art in general is saying something, right? It's expressing something, whether it's music, whether it's uh, drawings, paintings, um, you know, drama, you know, anything, right? Dancing. And so the music is saying something. And if you've done enough training mentally and physically, you're able to kind of like hear what this thing is saying and express it physically yeah with your body right yeah. so you're kind of like in essence you're just translating the music but it's like your own interpretation of it so it's kind of or it's translating into that language of dance right? but it's still the same message 100 like, whatever it is
1: 100%. and it like just to kind of back what you're saying too like <clears throat> hence why like the first few like, like 400 years so like the first two to three for some people up to like five years you know it's getting your basics and your foundation down so that when that sort of like enlightening happens all your basics are you're not thinking about the shit yeah you're using that to fucking move yeah which then gives you like b-boy context you know what i mean
0: yeah 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 Yeah, like i I was talking with tafaya um yeah yeah a few weeks ago i guess now and he had like he he had a workshop called coping mechanisms and he, he explained it to me and like, you know, it was, whatever the situation is, you gotta, uh, be ready for it. Mm. And so you gotta, whatever your coping mechanisms are for this thing that arises, like that's how you'll handle it. Right. And so, you know, I thought about that a lot more and, you know it's actually kind of the same sort of stuff that i've been thinking about too like um yeah like when that music hits are you ready mentally physically to to respond. do it to respond yeah, yeah. to it right 100%. or like uh there was this book that i was reading called the the war of art and it's it's about writing but and, like, getting past, like, creative blocks and stuff like that. But, you know, it's applicable to kind of anything creative. And he gets into a bit of, like, um, trying to remember. And maybe I'm reinterpreting this in my own way. But it was kind of, like, he talked about, like, uh, creativity as, like, you can think of it as something that's just there in the world. Like, you know, the ancient Greeks used to talk about the muse. They call, uh, invoke the muse, they say, oh, muse, you know, give me the, your, lend me your, your abilities to create this poem or create this work of art or this kind of thing. And so like back then, I don't know, it was like stuff that the gods sent you was this like inspiration. Right, right. And the way that he put it in one part was like, you know, it's it's always there that inspiration that creativity and you just have to be trained to hear it or to find it or to see it or or to like receive it
2: so He was like he was like
0: you know uh, beethoven didn't like create whatever i don't know his concert i don't know what it's called
1: it was revealed to him is what you It mean. was revealed to him
0: right like and he yeah, yeah i know Yep, he just had the ability to like receive it.
1: I do, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. So it's that like sense.
0: you know, it's just one kind of way of conceptualizing about inspiration, creativity, and this kind of stuff.
1: No, but like to go back to what Tafaya was saying, though, man. Like I completely agree because being able to respond and react like that, as I've gotten older, and like obviously, like it's not so much like the big moves it's just exploring movement just trying to do this as an outlet more so what he's talking about makes total like makes perfect sense and like why that kind of like stuck out is because over the years like i've been i still train when i can it hasn't been as consistent as i want um but when i do practice though i find myself just going through like practicing mini transitions and moves they really don't amount to anything, but they're just like kind of like bits and pieces of like certain movements that I like going through. Just to kind of like exercise my body and get range of motion going, right?
2: Yeah.
1: But here's the thing. I think it was like was it last year? Last year there was a jam out in Kanazawa, there's like a hip hop jam. And um for anybody who knows, I don't know if anybody would know,
0: but there's a sick DJ, DJ Coco. Do you know? Oh uh, yeah, he? yeah. Okay, dude. It's so he came out in Japan. Yeah, okay. Even outside Japan too. Actually, yeah, you're right. My bad. (laughs) So
1: he came out out to Kanazawa, did his jam, and, like, dude, he fucking murdered it, right? So, like, I'm going ballistic inside the the event just nonstop for, like, two hours while this guy's playing. Out of nowhere, this guy fucking ends up battling me. (laughs) So this one, he was another B-boy, though, but I guess both of us had a little bit to drink, whatever, and we just went off on it. So he called me out and we went probably like seven or eight rounds, just like back to back. Right. But I hadn't trained hard and ever, you know what I mean? And there's people smoking in the room, all that shit. So like all the things that would have normally fucked me up, like my endurance would have been off. I would have been like not feeling it or whatever. But because I kind of went through these periods of just training, like certain micro moves, it all just came into play during that battle.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, just because the environment presented itself, I just did. I just did my thing, and like, I don't care. I thought I fucking roasted the dude, No <laughs> well, man, whoever you are. But like, <laughs> but it was just a good feeling though to to feel everything click. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So
0: yeah, um, and that's like another thing too. Another one of these conversations. I don't know if this one will that one will see the light of day. But, you know, in that conversation we were talking about creativity and we were talking about like, um, spontaneous (sighs) creation and that kind of thing, like creating on the spot. And really like that kind of thing isn't, you're not creating it like out of nothing. It's all kind of like, um, like you said, you've practiced these things and you've practiced like these movements. So, they, when it comes to like when you start freestyling, these mm. things just kind of naturally come out. And sometimes it'll be like it comes out and you get to this point and you're at the, some dude, I some spot and you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? I can continue this, and you see a natural <laughs> progression. But it's yeah, yeah. built on that thing that you've practiced. Like, if you hadn't practiced, that's the same, it's the reason why, like, someone who doesn't train, they just, like, they, they might have that feeling in there and the desire to create or whatever, but they don't, but have, they don't have the, like, the yeah, they don't have the mechanics, right? <clears throat> okay, I'm going to
1: flip the question to you as another foreigner living in Japan. Now, dancing, would you say that it's, like, Basically,
0: rhythmic problem solving. If, yeah. If you're talking about like the creative aspect of it, I definitely see it as problem solving. Problem solving, right? Okay. Now, I legit had a moment at practice where like I was in a position and then (laughs) it clicked in my head. I was like, okay, this is a problem. I actually literally saw it as a problem. And I was like, okay, how do I solve this move? So how do okay. I get out of this position? And I right. conceptualized it as a problem to be solved.
1: Now, here's the thing. Like, in your years that you've been dancing and stuff, one of your, I guess, like, assets or things that you've been able to, like, really develop as a dancer that's kind of, like, translated into, like, everyday life, would you say that problem-solving is one of your strong points? Could be. Yeah. I mean, given a situation, you will somehow figure
0: it out. Yeah, I think, uh, like, you know, dancing, and maybe you can speak on this after, too, is like dancing allowed me to see different possibilities. Dude. So, like, the way that yeah. someone might see some solution, like, to some problem, and they if that doesn't work, they can't see another way around it. Yeah, that's right? know, that's, 100%, yep, yep. Like, or maybe you can, but it takes a long time for them to get to that point. What that have me, you found like, with
1: yourself? Like, are you able to kind of dial it in quicker?
0: Yeah, like, I'll say, like, okay, well, we can try this, or maybe we can try this, or this, or this, or this. So it comes into play with, like, say, um, classes, when I'm teaching a yeah. class. Yep. And yep. like, just not going over with these students or something. So I'm like, all right, we just switch gears. Let's try this thing. Or, you know, okay, they need, they're like, it's just not clicking and it's low energy. Okay, we'll switch no. to like, a <laughs> higher energy kind of game or something like that. Or,
1: Yo, okay. And to put this into
0: context, because I used to teach English as well. Like, for anybody who's
1: watching that kind of wants to put what he just said into context, like, it's essentially vibe. Because when you're teaching anything, especially if you're teaching English to Japanese students, language uh, lessons and all that, you have to pay attention to like vibe. Vibe is such a big thing, rapport, and um, just the relationship that you have with your students. Yeah, like the atmosphere, right? The atmosphere, you know what I mean? If you can't read these situations, you're kind of screwed, but I think Coming from dance, though, because your 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 awareness is a little bit higher than normal, I think
0: yeah, me too
1: you know that you're able to pick up on this shit and then fucking adapt, which is a huge plus because without that experience, like you said, you probably wouldn't move the same way mm-hmm. so uh, like I think it's like a big thing with regards to like problem solving um, and yeah, I
2: mean it's just it's been crazy because it's like. How do I say? Okay. A couple of things that I took from what you just said is like not stopping, keep
1: moving. Yeah. You know, you hit like a certain, you may hit like bricks or kind of forks in the road, but the main essence is that you're not stopping though. You figure out another way to move if you slow down or if there's an obstacle that kind of presents itself. Um, be like coming up with like multiple options and mm-hmm. Even being able to do that quickly, spur of like, the moment, under pressure. Yeah. So that's know? like the creation mm-hmm. on the spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these are fucking mm-hmm. huge because like in everyday life, dude, as being foreigners in Japan, like there are so many like situations where that has come up. Mm-hmm. Um for myself included, like I can't I wish I could nail something like right well, on Well like, like here's, oh, a, oh here's a
0: good example. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, we both maybe you not as much anymore, but at some point there, and I'm sure maybe you still have it uh, situations like this. But like you're talking to someone and you're trying to think of a word, and you know the word in English, but you couldn't, you can't, you don't know it in Japanese. <coughs> and sorry. so like some people, so I've had some people when they're talking to me and they're trying to speak English, and they don't know the word and they get stuck on that word mm-hmm. and they get mm-hmm. so focused so like what is the word? Oh, I have to translate it exactly and they'll even sometimes they'll turn to their phone and they can't and i'm like you know just try to explain it to me explain around the word talk around the word you know it's now like, if dude, you didn't know okay. the word for apple you could be like you know what's that fruit that's round and it's I'm red sorry. and this kind I'm of sorry. thing but if you don't have the way of thinking like it's really hard no it dude because when
1: when i teach english for example i approach it the same way um teaching somebody like the like teaching somebody like a word obviously the the direct translation of the word and being able to finesse the word in and out so that if you get screwed here what you just did list off all these adjectives that relate to it yeah so that you don't get stuck you're able to move it's the same thing with dancing so you hit a position if you're freestyling don't stay there don't
0: make it look like you fucked up keep moving
2: yeah yeah. you know it's, it's
0: the same thing same thing and, that, and that's part of what you do in practice like yeah when you get to those moments where you fucked up then you can you have the the opportunity to stop and think about it and be like okay well this is where i ended up well how can i get out of here yeah let's try and think, think of something probably,
1: dude that's how new moves fucking come across
0: all the time yeah yeah. yeah yeah a lot of stuff comes from these mistakes and stuff and like going back to English classes yeah like i think that ability to quickly switch tracks or whatever comes from other classes that i did where it was like stuff just bombed
2: Mm -hmm. and Mm
0: -hmm. and you know i didn't realize like why it was bombing or something and so i was like okay well just keep trying to do something and you know and then you have time to reflect on it after and be like okay that that really didn't work or with that class okay this kind of stuff doesn't work so the next time you come into it you're kind of more prepared right i mean i
1: don't do them that often i mean i will once in a while just like as a side gig and like every now and then but it got to the point where i can go in blank and freestyle a lesson yeah yeah um because again you just you you don't have like the whole map laid out but you just think okay I want to cover this and this and this
2: yeah
1: throughout the lesson I have these tools and then you just go with vibe if they're able to pick it up okay we move on if not
0: then we go this way yeah and
2: it's just being loose
0: yeah it's like flexibility but you know it's it's uh, that mix of order and chaos kind of structure and non-structure and you know like that's one thing that you know I I feel like breaking taught me a lot, mm. was that finding that balance, you know, like you said, I think you said it before, like when people are starting out, they kind of uh create a lot of sets and kind of choreography and this yeah, kind of thing, yeah. but you know as you move on and you get older and older, maybe you still use those, but like maybe they they break up into like mini sets like you said or You're
2: okay yeah yeah 100% you just kind of
0: go more into that free form or like conceptual kind of stuff right we're right i mean like, it's like an idea <clears throat> than this dude,
1: even that whole idea about like sets and all that shit and just like the relationship people have with it like dude i can honestly say it like i was i had tunnel vision with regard to like battles competitions and all that stuff like I don't think it was it's like anybody's dream to like okay I want to win a freestyle session I want to go to battle of the year like at some point in anybody's career if you're doing this for like three plus years these sorts of thoughts kind of come across your mind like it's I think it's all normal yeah but like in a weird way it's not that the scene made me do this it was just kind of my reaction to the scene per se long story short is that I danced in sets for a long time. Mm. And I can honestly admit that looking back and like it, a couple of things happened to me that made me snap out of it. But, okay. I was going to flip this question to you, but like <laughs> basically like dancing sets versus freestyle and that sort of like train of thought, like, I think sets are still required to a certain degree to kind of get, Yourself up to speed, get you to a certain level, and then freestyle comes into play. Do what you can with whatever you've built up. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of spin off of that as well, though, from the competition aspect of dancing, though, like granted, there's guys who can go into competitions and freestyle and fucking kill it.
2: Yeah.
1: A lot of people do sets, though. And I remember getting stuck in that world of doing sets. And it fucking made dancing miserable. Like, I hated it. Yeah. I fucking hated it because it just, I don't know what, it it just took everything out of it. It just became too robotic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? You, you, it's hard to say because I'm not you, but like, I can see that doing maybe sets when you're at a point where you're kind of moving away from it but you feel forced to do it because of the competition setting and like Mm. yeah i feel you on that and like you know i that's that's part of it too is like um it's like what what is um what is (coughs) satisfying and fulfilling for you as a as a person or something like that or whatever you do like like there's a reason why you would do dance or why you do why you do anything right and uh okay so i'm reading this book called drive now it's all about motivations it's not the ryan gosling movie but it's uh it's all about yeah motivation and what what makes us what drives us
2: right?
0: And a big part of it, like the main point of the book, is all about um, like extrinsic rewards versus intrinsic rewards. Interesting. Extrinsic rewards is like, say, money or like they just give you something, right? And intrinsic is like doing it because you, you want to do it. You like doing it. The, mm-hmm. the act the task or whatever it is is the reward in itself and so like i've been thinking about this in a dance con- uh context obviously because like that's just what i like to think about mm-hmm. and that whole thing of like <laughs> it's the reason why uh you know having a goal like i want to win freestyle session or i want to win battle of the year and th- those are great goals to have at the beginning, but. They can't be your like ultimate goal
1: no that's the thing
0: they're ultimately attainable, right mm-hmm. and once you get it like you know what's what's there to do after that
2: yeah, you, do you, you have to, to, to have my-
0: something bigger than that
1: Yo, okay that's it's so fucking crazy that you said that, okay, um, yeah, because that's exactly what happened. Um, it got to a point, and actually shout out to like dizzy uh, supernaturals he was this 2004 i think they originally put him in charge of putting together like a team for canada to go represent mm-hmm. at uk champs and so he put together whoever he thought from like toronto and so it was like i guess a couple key of us from like different crews that made up like this super team so to say but i remember going to it was crazy man It was like because me and deadly were on the same flight going out and um the event was like what was it? Three days. And so we're going to London, England. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, I don't even know if I really want to, like, go to this jam. I just want to fucking go sightseeing and shit. Like, <laughs> fuck all this crap or whatever, right? We actually did that and we got shit on. The first two days, we never went. We were, like, fucking going to, like, London Bridge, like, all this shit and just, like, going shopping and shit. And um, anyway, we go, to, we go to the battle, though. And what you're talking about, is having your goals set for, like, certain jams or whatever the case. I remember being there on the stage just after fucking I think Project Soul won. And this is like when like physics did like that fucking ridiculous elbow spin yeah. against us, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> um but like yeah, the Korean team won. They beat Massive Monkeys, I think, in the final. And like I remember being on the stage at the at the last part of it and just thinking to myself, this feels fucking whack. <laughs> like I shouldn't feel this way because, yo, I'm, at, I'm, in, I'm in the UK. Like This is like a fucking big jam. This is what I've kind of wanted to do for a while. But it just it didn't feel right. I don't know why. Mm. And then things kind of happened afterwards. that kind of led me in a different direction. But just something about that level of competition just didn't fucking hit here for whatever reason. And I, re- I remember it clearly being on stage, looking at all the people in the crowd and thinking, I feel fucking whack, man. This is not cool.
2: like
1: just it was kind of depressing but like a self-realization at the same time
0: yeah yeah so yeah like uh i was reading it today and i was thinking about this like a there's an old um interview with rodney mullen and he's like he's talking about you know i did oh my god created all this stuff and i did this stuff these things you know the one right yeah yeah absolutely for anyone who hasn't seen it he just i'll try and sum it up really quickly he's like i set a goal that i wanted to win like 10 competitions and i did it and then i wanted to win like this other this international competition or whatever and i did it and at the end of the day like that you know once he did it like it didn't it didn't mean anything like he's all right he did it but what remained after those things were finished was that desire that that desire for the craft itself to create it just creation for the sake of creating and like yeah
1: that was that was his ted talk right uh
0: he probably mentioned in ted talk too but there's like an old it's from like yeah it's probably some skater video or something like that but yeah he's probably mentioned it a bunch yeah so like that's a really good example. But like it wasn't until I really thought a little deeper about like why why is it that I don't care about winning this thing or something like that. But
1: in your you know, for as long as you've been dancing, so like did you ever have that? Like maybe in the beginning you had that kind of thought
0: process or Yeah, like I think very early on I was like, okay, I wanna win this competition or something like that. Okay. But I think yeah, pretty early on, it shifted more to just like, it wasn't about winning a competition. It was about like, uh, what's the best way to put this? Like, I guess like challenging myself. Okay, word. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah, try and just create Good stuff that not because I think it will win a competition, but because I like it and mm-hmm. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, people that I respect that I practice with, like my crew and whoever they they think it's good too. So like,
1: I what sort of time did this happen for you? Like after one year, two, three?
0: This is probably after like a, <laughs> a few years or something like that. Or it was like it was a Around that time, it's like shifting. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And then you know, like, I still enter battles because you know they're fun in their own way. But yeah, yeah. You know, I use them now as just like tests. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, I'm in this situation and this stuff happens. Like, okay, what can I do? And it's it's been a real problem lately because you know we were mentioning earlier, like. I feel like now when I go to battles, I don't dance the way that I dance now because I think I have to, uh, I have to do stuff for a battle. I can't just do what I do now, which is kind of like just move. Cause I feel like, you know, I, you know, it's the thing with like, there's a judge. And so it's that, that whole thing of like, okay, someone judges watching and um, you got to, I'm not dancing for myself I'm kind of dancing for the judge yeah yeah yeah, I yeah got, right that. I got that. and so it's been a shift lately you
1: know I mean has there been any have you been able to just like even for like one round that you could remember block that out and just dance the way that you wanted even for one round in any of the battles that you've been in recently um like were you able to do it at all
0: there's been some where like it's been closer, I'm still kind of like, okay, I should do some kind of set and I think about it, but it's not like I'm not so inside my head. they just kind of maybe I'll kind of briefly think about it, and then it kind of just comes out naturally anyway.
1: you think it's kind of pressure from just competition in general
0: yeah i think I think it's just the nature of competitions like you <laughs> If you wanna win, like one thing is don't fuck up. But if you want to freestyle, like if you wanna be in the moment, there's times when you're gonna fuck up. Cause you're just moving and like exploring right. things, right? Yep. And uh part of it too is like learning and you know it's something that I'm still working on because the shift has been kind of more recent of like really seeing freestyle in a new light.
2: Mm.
0: So it's been like, yeah. Sh- all I see, I see truth. is that. I so, see truth. like learning how to you know, let go, really let go, really move on from a mistake. Right. You know, it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, don't think about it and just move on and just keep going. But like, you know, before I used to do that, but in the back of my head, I still know like I fucked up. I I see <laughs> the I'm The thing is so like, I'm I'm let go of things.
1: Yeah, like, totally I'm, dude. But it's just like what you're saying before, even about language, it's just like immersion, just being
2: yeah. constantly
1: in that state. Yeah. And or putting yourself in those in those kind of environments and stuff. You'll eventually like get into your zone with that whole thing, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, no, I I, I totally fucking understand that shit. Like with competitions, it's I don't know, it's weird. Cause like with like freestyle specifically i think the one i haven't battled in the competition in like a long time But i know that if i were to do it the one thing that i'd be afraid of for sure would be repeating yeah you know because like if i'm going in there more loose and i'm going off of vibe and in that aspect right in my freestyle right now i probably don't have enough vocabulary to go x amount of rounds you know um So, like, a a repeat is probably bound to happen somewhere down the line. And that's, like, one of the things that I got to, like, work on if I were to train for, like, a battle. But yeah, it's just, like, there's certain guys, though, man, that when they're fucking, they're in the battle. And, sure, you have, like, micro sets. But you could tell, like, you could spot freestyle, like, a mile away. You agree? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, (laughs) there's... Sometimes you watch someone and you'll be like, All right, you can turn the music off. This person's gonna do whatever they're gonna do, regardless of what song is playing. It's so true, it's so true. Um, you can spot like
1: certain guys, like, um, okay, Flayo, Flayo, fucking uh, Sweet Technique, Mm -hmm. like him, and what's his other guy, Promo, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, man, these guys, like obviously, like, newer generation or current generation, we'll say, but, like, that's fucking amazing shit, then you got, like, Stripes out of Florida, like, people are calling him, like, new school Vegas, like, he's, dude, like, the way that he moves is just, like, super fluid and just, like, looks just effortless, I think that's the main thing, especially with competitions, is just trying to make it look effortless is the main thing,
0: yeah. And like, you know, I think because they still have moves that they do. Yeah. But yeah. It's the kind of thing of like, when you watch them, they look like they're just, they're in the moment. And yeah. Those moves come out, but it's not like, okay, I'm going to do this move, that, <laughs> and this, and this move and that, and this, like, they just come out. That's okay. That's Cause they've that. trained them so much that it's like, it's like you were saying, I think at the beginning of this conversation, like, you know, you train. You have these things that you train, and then you don't have to think about them. No, it just like boom, boom, It'll boom. Just happen, right? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah,
1: because like, what I am i don't know how you feel. Like, I—I I don't want to sound like grumpy old dude and like shit on like everything that I see. But like, there's something about new school, not new school, but the stuff that I see now, and this can go in so many different directions, but. The technicality is obviously like nothing we've seen before. Yeah. Dudes drilling 90s for like 50 rounds type shit. Like superhuman type stuff is going on. Um but it's just that feeling and at times and and granted you can't really get a feeling from fucking Instagram, you know what I mean? You can't catch yeah. a fire off of like an internet clip. You know, but like it's just a feeling in the way that certain people move and shit. That... I hope that makes a comeback, because that used to be the
0: majority. Yeah. Now it's the majority. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's something about like when certain people dance. Like, you know, a big thing that I think <laughs> about these days is like uh, stories, in the sense of like, or maybe not stories. Well, stories do the same thing, like back to expressing something <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, so let's say like telling a story, you know, it's taking someone on a journey. When you watch someone like, it's not like, you know, I went to the mall and I did this and like a physical mental story or whatever. It's like, it's like a journey that you're being taken on of like, where is this person going to go? I don't know what they're going to do, what direction they're going to take it. And so that's, that's when I talk about storytelling, that's what I mean, right? Right, right. And so like like when you're telling a story when you're expressing something, it's you're trying to like get, evoke some kind of emotion in someone, mm-hmm. you know? And agree. some people get that across with like, like, a big thing that I think about is like comparing dancing to movie. <laughs> So like someone who's got really crazy technical stuff and these crazy blowups and stuff. And that's like, that's like an action scene. That's like an action scene or an action movie. Right. And sometimes they're not like Oscar worthy, but they're still fun to watch and they're still really crazy to watch. But you know, there's other people who, or the movies, like you'll watch it and you like, you're not really thinking about what's happening because it's so captivating and just you are yeah. just drawn in right and you know there's not a lot of crazy you know it can be a scene where like nothing happens but because of what how they set that scene up or the context yeah. of that scene like you know i can depending who you are it can bring you to tears or something like that right it sticks with you yeah 100%. Or it sticks with you and it makes you feel something right 100%. so when you watch some dancer like that like they might not do something crazy but in the context of what's happening or whatever that is or whatever it is crazy and it makes you feel something and so you know like guys like like why not when he uh, blew up in the top rock kind of competitions and this kind of stuff like One, he was doing something that people just kind of weren't doing, like dissecting the music to that level and stuff like that, the musicality. Exactly. But, you know, when you watched him, like the steps that he's doing are not overly difficult. But the way he's, his execution but is it's cool. the way that he's doing it and when he's doing it and how yeah, he's right. doing it. And when you watch it, and like it doesn't, it doesn't hurt the case that the music is really good. Like. Like, when you watched him, like when I first watched him during that time, like you felt something and you wanted to like yell out and stuff like that, you know? Mm. Like, Damn, that's funny. I, it's funny because back in the day,
1: um, I think this was around like oh four or oh three, um Machine he came yeah. out to Toronto to I think he hooked up with like Dizzy at the time and he joined Supernats for like some battle that was in Toronto at the time. But um I wasn't at the event i remember seeing the footage afterwards and just you know this guy was like he's in fucking he's insane and so i haven't really seen anything of him like you know as the years have gone on but i've i've, I've found him on instagram though and just you know that, he's a fucking beast man he yeah. is a fucking beast and like his it's what you're talking about just like well it's crazy because he's got the action scene shit
0: Plus, he's got the captivating thing. Yeah. He's got them both. Well, yeah, you know, you can have a good movie that has good action scenes, and then good know what I'm scenes, right? <laughs> but like, you know, the way that I compare it, like someone who, who's all blow-ups, all these like crazy moves, like there's a reason why that doesn't work, especially in the long run. Because like, when you can imagine like, okay, imagine a movie, an action movie, Where every single part of the movie is an action scene, and you just feel like, when that becomes the normal, you can't appreciate those crazy things. It's true. It's true. It just kind of like that becomes the normal, and it's like, all right, I guess that's the standard. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's still crazy, but those things, people would probably appreciate the individual movements more if you kind of like highlighted them with high uh,
1: dude, dude, dude. Yep. well said well said
0: i agree
2: yeah. i agree but yeah
1: any uh new school dudes that you're feeling like
0: i guess uh guys that have like <coughs> kind of stood out to you new yeah like playo and promo i think mm. those are but especially promo Dude, it just got like a weird style, but it's still traditional
2: it was it, it's it's
0: just I don't know, like it. that blend of like it's traditional <coughs> looking, but it's also weird,
2: yeah, you yeah, yeah. another good yeah.
0: example of that too, or gizmo, you know mm. like they have that foundation there, but then they do other things it just looks like weird. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. It's like yeah, weird yeah. ways
0: of thinking about things. Yeah, and you know, there's some, there's some people in Japan that I like. Cool. Um, mostly out of Nagoya. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That crew, uh, Warning States. I don't, I don't know. if I've only seen like a couple. Uh, they're they're okay. You know. Oh. Uh just my opinion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but I really like guys like Ryozi, Yoji, I don't know. okay Okay. He's in a crew called what is it? Turks and Lucha Libre, I think he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he likes like maybe or something like that but he's really dope, but cool like interesting footwork and stuff like that uh he's one of another guy he's i know him from vancouver he's got chabo he's just got like a weird style that you know you don't see very often but he's a really good dancer too cool and like i this is just my opinion about japan but like there's high technical skill but not always a lot of like connection with the music. Yeah, no, we talked
1: about this before, man. I know, I yeah. know. So um,
0: he he's a good example of someone who's got both in my opinion.
1: Dude, I think this might be the first time I'm saying this on record. I think we've talked about this before though and shit, but like okay, my understand okay. So Japan is its own nation. There's obviously like Regional aspects as well because, like, Nagoya doesn't move the same way as Tokyo, Tokyo doesn't move the same way as Kyushu. People move certain ways within Japan. Um, out by me, though, like, I'm seeing kids as little as like five years old like power like no tomorrow, air flare down to like windmill 90, like transitions like crazy. So the thing that was a trip was that I ended up hooking up with uh, one of the guys, like one of the, I guess the, the main guys, I don't know how to put this, like kind of, we'll say like the main figures that's out here in my area and stuff. And I'm um, trained with him for a bit and he actually helped me like uh, connect with other dancers and stuff. And what he told, he, we were talking about originality uh, when we first met because mm-hmm. Canada has like, repped for, for originality. He's asking me my opinion. And then i'm like okay well in canada yeah we didn't have any any reference um especially like going back to the 90s like we pretty much had to like do shit from scratch Mm. so hence why originality became such a strong strong like had such like strong importance for like everybody Mm. in japan though the way that these guys approach it is that you know it's drill your basics drill your power From when you first start as a kid, right up until you're probably in your teens. And what, like, after that point, do whatever you want. You're able to make your own style at that point because you've already drilled everything for X amount of years. Mm. And I'm just like, that makes total fucking sense. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, the kids out here, man, I mean,
2: I, I mean, how do i put this there's a lot of like
0: cultural stuff that kind of goes into that oh 100% of training it training these. but just like
1: the technical skills being like so crazy yeah and i'm just like okay what about originality like what do you, what's your position on this because i'm not really seeing a lot of it at the time
2: yeah.
1: but then his because this guy's like a teacher as well so he's like a, we're witnessing like his students and he's just telling me he's like okay well my approach is that let me teach them whatever they need and once they're physically able to do whatever they can with their body, then now you go create. And I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense, man, because like early '90s, like even mid '90s in Canada, like in Toronto, like we were lacking in power for a very fucking long time. you know we all went originality like first, which is why that stood out. Um, but it wasn't until like later on, like in East Coast at least like tell me about West, but like East Coast like. Power didn't really come in until,
0: like, 2000s, I would say. We had, like, um, one guy out in Vancouver. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> tricky, if you guys know, if anyone knows him, from NON. NON, okay,
1: okay.
0: He was, like, the guy who could do airplanes and windmills and halos. and right. I guess there was, there was another guy, too, from, like, a, before my generation, named Paul, Paul Power. Was he contents? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, might have been. I don't know what crew he was in. He might have been like straight no chaser. Oh, we're <laughs> at the time, but I don't think he was. And then like after that, and kind of like when I started, there was some people from Japan that moved, like Ayumi. And, oh, real? Yeah, she she kind of like.
2: body carnival, you? Yeah, yeah. Where? She
0: moved to Vancouver. She had like just kind of started. Okay. What? Started out. Damn. In Japan, and then she moved to Vancouver for a while. Right. And uh, there was two other guys from Keep It Real. I don't know if you know that crew from Nagoya. They're not so active anymore, but yeah. Uh, They were kind of like, they're like the older generation from Nagoya. Got it. Um, so, two of those guys came, and so it was like there was like a little Japan Canada crew that started. Got it. got it. Got it. Got it. So, he was, Paul was one of those guys that he could do power. He didn't have like, I don't think he had air flares, but he had like really nice kind of ground power. Mm. Nice mills, nice halos, nice backspins, nice like. I
1: mean, ground power was the game. Like, like, ground power, like East Coast too, like we had ground power as well. I guess when it started moving into air shit, so like air, air tracks, air flare and stuff, that's where the vibe came in pretty quick.
2: Yeah.
1: But um, even like fuck, all the boogie brats had fucking amazing power. Mm. Like, like ground power is like basic shit.
2: Yeah.
1: um Bag of tricks, like it. There's a there's a good amount of guys who had like decent power. Yeah. But I guess with the air shit that yo it took a long time i think
0: i don't know why but it took a while for it to kind of get up to par but yeah going back to your original point about the the way that those kids are trained and kind of yeah kind yeah yeah Kana yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um you know like i think it's kind of like they that's an approach and you can say what you want about it but like It'll get a certain result, right or'll it'll, it'll put people on a uh, a path or it'll start pe- cert- it'll start the students at a certain point yeah. right? if you train them in a different way it'll start them at this point point. and you know people can end up wherever they want It's just one path is maybe easier to end up in a certain: Yeah, yeah. Right? that kind of so, thing. but you know i think like you can teach originality as you go it's just that's one of those things that like that's a whole process of like the whole time that you're dancing you're trying you're figuring that out and it's developing it'll develop and change over time and that kind of thing but like and it's kind of interesting what you said about uh, Canada when it in the early days, like there was kind of no reference or there was like very there few was, references.
1: There wasn't. I mean, like you can dude. I've been watching a lot of like documentaries recently. Like I just watched one from like second to none. I don't know if you saw that one, but anyway, highly recommend it if you can. It's all for YouTube. Um, but like eighties and nineties, there's just, it's because of technology, right? There's like zero references really. Mm-hmm. um dude i remember like in the 90s it was like it was fucked up like i remember in high school you hear about okay yo this this high school has a fucking breaker as well and then you, you just hear like fucking folklore stories like oh yeah he could fucking do like back handspring to like 90 or like <laughs> some crazy shit go and see the guy in person and he could barely do like a fucking baby freeze yeah. but it's just like that sort of like thing was going on like it was because there's no technology, right? So a lot of stories were going on and like, if you went to a jam, whatever you saw, you had to fucking remember that shit. Cause nobody had camera phones, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know? So it was just like a totally different time. And like, because there was no reference to shit, a lot of the power came from basic videos, man. Like fucking music videos, beat street, wild style, all of that. And hence why like ground power was decent but again, like when it started getting to air shit, I mean, like shout out to like Mikey Pieces from like NEC, like he, you know, he was a, fuck, he's still a beast, but he started like, you know, messing around with like air moves back then. There's another guy who doesn't really get a lot of light. Uh, this other guy named Daniel, who he was kind of like rivals with Mikey at one point. He used to rock under a di- with a different crew called Correct Technique, but this guy, this guy had fucking like immaculate air flares, like in oh five oh six, like low to the ground type shit. Oh
2: yeah.
1: And um, I don't. He just he figured it out somehow and just was like murdering it. So like, as the generations kind of went on, like kids were kind of cluing in and kind of picking it up, but East Coast never had that solid foundation for power. I don't know why it was just like one guy here and like another guy in like a different city and like just very scattered
0: yeah like it's just i don't know like you said regional differences like they'll something will kind of get established as a, a like a standard form or yeah, standard and that's just yeah. what, what builds what builds from there yeah right. like, uh, i think one <laughs> one really interesting thing though is like yeah uh idea of like no references or you you were kind of limited in a lot of ways oh that's one thing too that i've been thinking about these days is limited like creativity coming from the limitations
2: Mm.
0: you know and like when you have everything it's kind of hard to be creative because it's just like what do you, you take from everything and like so when everything just kind of Comes together like if you're mixing colors. If you mix every color, you just get this like brownish gray, whatever. It doesn't look like anything. But when you're limited, when you're limited, you get these beautiful colors that you can make.
1: I've never heard of that color reference, but that's so fucking accurate.
0: Well, I just made it up right now. But you know, like so. This this came up in a previous talk, like. Uh, you know, our crew started from Victoria. And so okay. It's like, you have Vancouver and then you have Victoria, which is like an island. And it's like kind of even a small city. And he was, he was telling me, like, when he started, like, it was the same kind of thing. Like, they, their reference was, like, Beach Street. Yeah, man. Their mentality was, like, like Beach Street. You know, it was like, oh, we heard about these other guys in this other school. Like, we got to go battle them. Like, so they had that mentality, even though it's, like, Victoria, this place. Like, it's, you wouldn't think that would exist. Right, right, right. But, yeah, and, like, they were so isolated that they kind of, like, had their own way of moving separate from how things were in Vancouver. And so when Dude, they would,
2: yeah. There's a lot of parallels
0: between fucking b-boying and
1: skateboarding. Yeah. There's so many, but like not to go off on a tangent, but it's the same thing that you're talking about because it's like limited resources, you're kind of left to do what you can. And um fuck that whole story about what you just described. Like that anybody that I guess started up until 95, 97ish, everybody mm-hmm. fucking went through that shit, man. Cause it's just limited resources, man. That's that's all that it is. And like, okay, I'll give you an example. Like in high school, even, and again, I'm going to bring up Deadly Mike cause we, we grew up pretty much in the same area. He was the B-boy out of his school. I was the B-boy out of my school. And for years we'd hear about each other, but just never saw each other. Mm. And then um, there was like school dances that happened. And like, I think one time he was meant to come over to my school dance, didn't pan out. I was supposed to go to his, that didn't pan out. And so we kept fucking just hearing names through just like friends and whoever whoever it may be. So there's one time there was like some sort of talent show or something at his school. And I don't know how, but we got invited to go out there to perform. So we went out there, we did our thing. And it was like the first time seeing Mike. And like, Mike, if you're watching this dude, sorry. Like he like was fresh as fuck, but he reminded me of Easy Rock. And he he'll say this himself. Like one of like the key steps in like his footwork is this like leg kick that he did, but he fucking flipped it to like connect it to so many different moves. It's like a leg whip where you kind of do like a circular motion, right? Mm-hmm. And okay, what I'm getting at is that with Easy Rock. Easy Rock used to do that same thing, but he'd flip it the other way. Uh, so, oh. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I've seen. You know what I mean? I so rock would go this way, and he kind of do it into like a CC. Okay, yeah, so
0: yeah, that, that's
1: Easy rock move, right? Yeah. So Mike flipped it the other way, he flipped it the other way and sort of like developed uh, yeah, yeah. like a whole style, of it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've okay. seen
1: anyway, anyway, So fast forward to this this show that we did. Um, we did the show and Mike, Mike and like some of his, I guess the the guys that were in his crew were also there as well. They're just waiting for us to kind of finish our thing. And we ended up having like an impromptu battle at the, like after the show and shit, there's like mutual respect and everything. But like, I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this story. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, anyway, yeah. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. (laughs) Baiting you out with
0: easy rock step, man. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I I even forgot what we were talking about, but <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. here's a perfect example. You know, <coughs> we hit a we hit a little snag and we forgot where we were where we were, and we can we can sit there and like fixate and try and be like, oh, where were we? Oh, what was it? Oh. Or we can like use something that you were talking about and just go off onto a new town ta- exactly. like topic, exactly. or just you know, whatever, go exactly. that, right? <laughs> and you, you, you go with, you work with what you have. What year did you start? I started 2001, 2002, 2001. 2001, 2002. Okay. Got it. Got it. I think it was 2001. Okay. So I got in like just at the tail end of like, VHS and DVDs and stuff right, like that. Right, right, right. And like the beginning of YouTube or the uh, yeah, beginning yeah, of yeah. like online stuff. Yes. YouTube hadn't caught on, like it was still whatever, but people weren't posting videos on there. Right, So it was like, you'd go to a website and you'd have to download the whole video right. or something
1: like right. that. Yeah, there's a lot of, of uh, quick clips and MPEG-4s and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or it was like, what was it? it
0: was, peer-to-peer like a lot uh lime wire or something like that lime. some people had like so there was like a iron monkey versus versus ivan battle that like everyone <laughs> had and there was a uh, i think there was like a crumbs clip like a solo clip he's in like the yellow tank top oh
2: i know the one yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah there was a few of them there. anyway yeah but you had to That's download insane. the whole video. <laughs> kids of these days are so spoiled, you know, they they have everything at their fingertips and <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's kind of true though, man. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, there's ups and downs, right? Like the level yeah. went crazy, right? But some other things got lost.
2: 100%,
0: 100%. You know, the next wave of kids are they're going to take it in their own direction and stuff like that. yeah stuff just changes. How is Vancouver's scene like with the kids and shit now? Uh try and keep up as much as I can with what's going on. There's a lot of the newer newer dancers there. They're like Yeah, they're they're good. They got kind of like total total package yeah. kind of stuff. Right. Um For me, I think like what the good dancers that come out of Vancouver, um, well, there's a lot of different people that come out of Vancouver, but I, I think a big defining thing of Vancouver um, in general is like the dance scene is really connected. So breaking and whacking and popping and oh, word. <laughs> things like, they're all kind of like everyone knows each other. and a lot of people learn different styles and experiment and this kind of stuff cool cool so i feel like there's a lot of like good just dancers yeah. that come that come out of vancouver got it, got it got it but they don't always make the best like uh competition b-boys you know what i mean I like yeah. they're talented dancers but like they don't have that uh, style like not to say that it's a formula but like you know there's sort of a a style that kind of wins competitions mm-hmm. in a sense like they have everything and they have a certain kind of energy and yeah and then they're like creatives but right. if you don't have if you don't do that kind of way of dancing like probably not going to win
2: Right. That's. But that doesn't mean that
0: you're not a good dancer in a different way. Like, you know, I was talking to Switch about this. Like, there's many different ways of, of. uh, Like winning or succeeding in the dance world, you know, you can win competitions, and that's one way. Or you can earn the respect of your peers or people that you respect. Or you can, not earn the respect, but. Create your own like style, and maybe years down the road, people will appreciate it. But like, you know, guys like say like Midas or, Bob oh, or you know, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
0: and people like when during that time they'd be like, oh, he's kind of weird or something. Like, I don't get it. And you know, years later, you have. All kinds of people who are like, yo, that guy's like my biggest dude. inspiration or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, growing
1: up in West Coast though, like, were you guys exposed to like Circle of Fire?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Circle of oh, Fire, Massive Monkeys, and then later for me, like my generation and beyond, mm. we didn't really know too much about like contents. But then. Oh
2: dude. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but then. Like the history <laughs> about that started kinda of coming out. And mm-hmm. then there was like one one video that kind of was like a compilation video. And so we got to see oh, the-
2: all the dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, yeah. So that was cool. I think um yeah. space fucking Jose. Jose uh, his I think it's like B boy name was Jazar. Is that Oh J-Zar. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You moved right. out to Toronto too, right?
1: Dude, actually, shout out to Jazar and Zebby. Yeah, those guys, like, Jazer, like, I actually became friends with, like, as years went on. We used to actually work together as well. Um, Zeb kind of became, like, a fucking older brother figure uh-huh. as well, like, uh, post-dancing.
2: Because,
1: yeah, yeah it, was, it was a weird situation. Like, those two, they came out to Toronto. This is probably 2005, 2006-ish. Um, I don't know if Jazer did, but Zeb went to college. He did school for a bit, and then he started working in like fashion, like pretty pretty early. Yeah, they ended up like spearheading a lot of like streetwear and street culture things, like in Toronto. Yeah, um, started like the whole thinker game and like all that sort of shit. They kicked it off, Mm -hmm. and so when I got into the whole thing as well, it was through Zebby. And so he kind of like, I guess, showed me the ropes and I learned quite a bit from them like earlier on and stuff. So, And then we, also, we used to train together. We used to, fuck, we used to battle like all the time. I like got fucking, there's like a, a weekly event that used to happen back in the day and like we'd be battling like fucking almost every, every week.
0: But like, yeah, those,
1: those guys were fucking amazing dancers, man.
0: Yeah. So I actually lied. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that... There was a clip before that, that had okay. that's in there. And it was this, you can probably still find it. It was little, music. Yeah, yeah, you know, class of the Titans. Yeah, man, yo, was, and that's like, that's still to this day, one of the best like breaking videos, even though it's kind of cheesy in its own way. Like from that time, it was like, oh, there's the, these crew and then like the evil versions of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> They you know. battle each other, but like, yo. The, that was one of those videos too, where it was like um, what we were talking about earlier with creativity. Like, okay, here's the space that you have, and it's mm. a bus, and oh, oh. so like, what can you create in that space? <coughs> and the stuff that they they did, I was like, I didn't know that you could. Mm. I never would have never <laughs> thought of doing this kind of stuff.
1: What's his face? Do you know Dedos? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, man. When he fucking rocked the splits upside down? Yeah, man. yeah. Oh,
2: my God. Oh, yeah. my God.
0: So that, so like, cool. you know, people doing, like, weird kind of, like, freezes on, like, the pole. But hey. it's, like, it's not, like, it's hard to explain. I'll just put, like, I'll edit in a video showing it. And, you know, <laughs> right? But, yeah, you know, like, the stuff that they were doing was really crazy. And, uh yeah, so that was, like. And I found out later, because at first I thought they were all like Massive Monkey guys. Uh, I recognized Twix. Right, right. And and Juice Boogie. And I was yep. like, oh, okay, yep. it must be like Massive Monkey guys. But this is like a Vancouver bus. Like, what's going on? Like, something's. <laughs> seen, they're filming in Vancouver and these guys. And uh, yeah, then I found out it was contents, mm. one of the contents guys.
1: Yeah, because the funny thing is that do you remember chaos yeah okay so wasn't Davis <laughs> in that in one of his videos too oh dude yeah because well what happened was that when chaos started like kind of making a lot of waves and stuff and getting a lot of attention zebi was his talent agent almost so like he was responsible for like con- conceptualizing a lot of the videos and then even actually getting dancers so, so yeah like is in a lot of them like a lot of Toronto was in
2: quite a few of his videos, but that's all from Zeb. So, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> you said I'll
0: work tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good spot to, to finish up. Yeah. yeah. No, a Natural no. little low. All good. All good. Yeah. Um, Yo, it was a pleasure to talk really, with you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate stories it. And, probably the most, uh, most I've
1: spoken in a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, depending how these things go, if if, there's, if people continue to watch them, like, and if I have the motivation to keep doing it, I yeah, probably absolutely. And, uh, yeah, if we have time, we'll, we'll do it again and we'll talk about some other stuff and, or get deeper into the, some of the things that we already talked about. But,
1: absolutely, man. I'm here, man. Anytime, just let me know
0: yeah uh do you have any you know anything that you want to cap this video off with oh wow anything Uh,
1: everybody just stayed germ free (laughs) it's a very crazy time right now um just do what you can to boost your immunity and get your positive and mental game up which is not easy but just do your best uh hang in there and we'll see you guys on the other side That's
0: it. All right. Thank you again. All right. Catch you later. Peace. Peace. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening and look forward to the next one. Peace.